The Lord be with you. Welcome to Thin Places, the podcast channel of St. Aidan's Anglican Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. I'm Father Lee, the pastor here at St. Aidan's, and I want to invite you to join me here each week as we join together to share common prayer, common worship, and common life. And just as the streams feed the trees on their banks till they pour in the seas, so may my life be to all those who share this wilderness road. A reading from the Apocalypse of St. John in the seventh chapter. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne, and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and honor and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? And I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will guide them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. For you are our strength, and you are our Redeemer. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I invite you to be seated. One of my favorite passages in the whole of the New Testament occurs in Luke's account of the resurrection of Jesus. You'll remember that Jesus is raised from the dead and appears to the apostles and he appears to the women who are at the tomb, but that he also appears to two men who are walking together on the road. And for whatever reason, he does not disclose, he doesn't reveal who he is to these two of his disciples who are walking on the road to a town called Emmaus. And as they are walking on the road... He asks them, what have you been talking about? And they say, do you not know what we're talking about? Do you not have any idea what has been going on in Jerusalem this time? 
And he says, no. Tell me. And they say, well, Jesus, the teacher, was killed. And then they say this phrase that resonates in my heart and in many hearts. They say, we had hoped that he would be the one to redeem his people. Those words that they say, we had hoped. It sums up so much of our experience, day in and day out. We had hoped. Because for many of us, that question of why hangs continually in the air around us. It happens in the midst of major disasters, and it happens in the midst of personal tragedies. It happens when we come face to face with cosmic violence. And it happens when we come face to face with individual disappointments. We had hoped that the storm would dissipate. We had hoped that the disease would die down. We had hoped that this justice or that justice would be merciful. We had hoped that a loved one would come to the end of, themse- end of themselves and turn around. We had hoped. That phrase, we had hoped. We recognize, every single one of us recognize that there's something wrong, desperately and deeply wrong with the world that we live in. Something is broken in the world around us. Things are not the way that they ought to be. Something in creation itself, something in our hearts and in our homes, something in our neighborhoods and in our nations has been twisted and is unrecognizable anymore. This wrongness that's all around us all the time has been part of the Christian experience from the very beginning. Christians have always, everywhere, recognized that something is wrong with the world around us. And we hear that described to us in John's Revelation. You remember that in John's Revelation, he begins by talking about all of the various ways that brokenness, that wrongness exists in the midst of the church. Sometimes it has to do with people who have forgotten who they're worshiping. And sometimes it's because wickedness has crept in from outside. And sometimes it's because wickedness has sprung up in the midst of a congregation. But John is speaking to the churches that are under his care. And he addresses all of the different ways that churches can walk away from the central truth, the central reality of our faith. They can turn and walk away From Jesus who is present in our midst. And he describes the churches as hungry for God's presence. And then John has a vision. And in this vision he sees the whole world, the whole of creation, hungry for a king. Longing for a king. A king who will finally rule with justice. A king who will finally deliver captives. A king who will finally set prisoners free. 
But the angels that he sees cry out, where is the one who can be that kind of king for us? And there's no one there. And John, as he's having this vision, begins to weep. And then something incredible happens. One of the angels nearby looks at him and says, Don't weep, but look, the Lion of Judah comes to save his people. And John hears a lion coming. And he turns and he looks. And instead he sees a lamb. He sees a lamb that should be dead, but is alive. And he sees a lamb who is crowned as a king. Not just a king over one place. Not just a king who sits on a single throne. But a king who is king over every throne and every kingdom and every principality and every power in the whole of creation. And when he sees that, he and everyone who's around him begin to worship. They begin to cry out in worship. But it's not just that they say, hooray, there's a king that's not what they say is it no we read this morning what they say they say God has come to rescue us they look at the lamb the lamb who was slain the lamb who lives the lamb who is crowned as king above all kings and they cry out that God has come to save his people God has come to save us And John says, and then all the angels who stood around the throne and all of the elders who stood around the throne and all of the watchers who stood around the throne fell on their faces before the throne and they worshiped God. And they said, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might belong to our God forever and ever. And John is confused at this point because he begins to open his eyes to see not just this lamb that is sitting on the throne. He doesn't just see Jesus, the incarnation of God in the midst of his throne, but he begins to see that it's not just angels gathered around the throne, but that it's all of God's people gathered around the throne. And he sees that they're not just peoples gathered around, but that they're people who are all dressed in white robes and that all of them along with the angels and along with the elders and along with the creatures that dwell right in the midst of God and God's people, that they all together cry out this song, this hymn of praise. And he turns to the angel and he says, who are all of these people? And the angel says they are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation. These are the ones who have been set free from the things in the world around us that are wrong. They've been set free because the lamb is king. And then listen to the way that he describes them. He says that their robes have been made white in the blood of the lamb. And they serve before the throne of God, serving him night and day in his temple And the one who sits on the throne gives them his shelter. The one who sits on the throne gives them 
shelter. These people who the Lamb has brought to Himself have been made clean. They no longer belong to a broken and torn apart world. They have been transformed. They have a new status. And these people who are gathered around the throne, who have been made clean, they now have a new vocation, and their vocation is to stand before the throne of God declaring His praises, to lift up worship. Worship that looks like thanksgiving and honor and power and might. It looks like hymns of praise. It looks like God's people declaring who God is and what God has done in the midst of His creation, through the midst of His creation, for the whole of His creation. And he says that as they serve the Lamb day and night, as God's people serve Him, that He shelters them. He doesn't only deliver them. He doesn't only give them a new status. He doesn't only give to us a new vocation. He promises us a new home. A place where we come face to face with the Father. And all of our needs are provided. He says that they hunger no more. That they thirst no more. That the sun doesn't strike them anymore. That they don't waste away in the scorching heat anymore. Because the lamb in the midst of the throne has become their shepherd. And this shepherd leads his people then and now and forever. This lamb leads you to living water. He leads us to water that makes us alive again. He leads us to the baptismal font and through the water that makes his people alive and into a new kingdom where we have a new father, where we have a new vocation, where we have a new identity, that we are made alive because of the lamb's life, that we are made alive the way that he is alive, that we are alive because the lamb is alive. We're alive because the Lamb, the King, because Jesus loves us. Because the Lamb's life and His love are the same thing. We are alive. Because He is. We are alive with a life that bears all things. A life that trusts all things. A life that hopes all things. A life that endures all things. This is the hymn that God's people raise up before the Lamb. Not just at some future time, one day, someday down the road. This is the song of all of God's people from the beginning through to this morning and forever. Every time that you and I gather together in this place, we sing the praises of the Lamb. We join our voices with angels and with archangels and with the whole company of heaven who forever sing the hymns of praise to the Lamb who was slain. The Lamb who reigns now forever and ever.
Amen. It's not a cheap chorus that we raise up. It's not just some idea that, well, maybe someday we'll be set free. It's not this someday all of our problems are going to disappear and everything will be okay. It's a cry in the midst of suffering. It's a cry in the midst of turmoil. It's a cry in the midst of dereliction. It's a cry in the midst of all of our we had hopes. A cry of trust. A cry of hope. Hope and trust in the midst of hurt. And in the midst of sorrow. And in the midst of questions. And in the midst of why. Hope that even though the world goes not well. The kingdom comes. The world goes not well. But God's kingdom comes. And the invitation to every single one of us this morning is to take a step toward that kingdom. To hear God's invitation to every single person who is here and listening this morning to draw near to the throne of grace because every time we gather at his table we proclaim that Christ is alive we become the image of the incarnate God and his kingdom and we participate in the promise that though the world goes not well The kingdom comes and the kingdom begins every time that we draw near to him in word and in sacrament. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for checking out Thin Places today. If you were blessed by your time with us and want to know more, check out anchor.fm forward slash thin dash places for more homilies, devotionals, and worship from St. Aidan's Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. And make sure to follow us and leave a comment and join us again next time in common prayer, common worship, and common life. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Father is restored.